Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. We're doing the series against Merrimack College. It is. This is the first away game in the uh, NEC uh, for Coppin State. And with it being away, we couldn't get there. And um, <laughs> kind of difficult to track it online for this one. Um, Jay, I don't have much for this one at all. Compared to how much stuff I had for, for Wagner last week, uh, Merrimack College is a private university in North Andover, Massachusetts. It was founded in 1947, so it's fairly new. By the Order of St. Augustine with the initial goal to educate World War II veterans. Its campus has grown to 220 acres. It's the second Augustine affiliated college in the U.S. after Villanova. Um, I think last week Wagner was like 110, so something like. So this What's is twice Augustine? as big as Wagner. What's Augustine? Uh, Saint Augustine. It's related to that, so it's a it's a religious thing. I didn't know Villanova, uh, Villanova was that, though. Um, the athletics team, except for the ice hockey, participate in the NEC. Uh, they began their four-year transition to Division One during the 2019-2020 season and will be full division members by 2023-24. So they haven't been in the NEC very long either, though, by the look of it. Um, the men's and women's college ice hockey programs are currently NCAA Division One programs participating in the Hockey East Conference. And I actually saw, as I was preparing these notes last weekend, um, the fact that they were actually in some final. They were facing uh, Boston College. So I'm not sure if that was like a division championship or if it was like the final four type championship. I'm not sure. I think it was just their conference one, but obviously they're still pretty cool. Um, that's a college sport I've never seen. Ice hockey. I don't think there's any teams around here. So I think it's more a northern thing because... That's colder up there, so I don't know. I associate hockey with coldness, to be honest. Um, Merrimack has just won a series against Delaware State at the time of... Before we're going into this one. 2-1 uh, to one the previous weekend, and they'd had two midweek games postponed. So they're actually pretty fresh coming into this one. And no history for this one either. The teams had never faced each other before. But probably because they're in totally different parts of the uh, different divisions and stuff. Um, I did look to see what players they had. Um, I saw Alex Haba had a 3.68 average, and uh, Elliot Scott had a 3.16 average. 3.16! And I don't remember if they were actually playing or not. 3.16! So, <laughs> 3.16. So, have a quick look down Merrimack for that first game. Do you see Alex Haba, H-A-B-A? Or Elliot Scott? Oh, sorry, Scott Elliot. Sorry, I got the wrong way around. Yeah. You I see them? Scott Elliot. Scott Elliot. So, Scott Elliot was batting leadoff. Um, and Alex Haber, is he still there? Yeah, Haber. He's Short there as well. Stop. Now, the reason I could I didn't write it down was um, the start the best three pitchers last year um, in terms of the winners, not one of them returned this year. So they were either seniors or graduates. So they have some new players coming onto the team. Uh, Merrimack was seventeen and thirty-one last year, uh, but they came into this into this game two and nine. So this game here, so this was on the Saturday. Um, I was struggling to get statistics or anything, because I was going to listen to some of the commentary. Or I was hoping it might even be some video. So we tried to listen to this, or I tried to catch some of it, and nothing was going. Nothing was happening. I couldn't see I, um, I couldn't see any commentary. I think we could track the score for this one. Because I remember seeing it, it was really up and down. Um, this is a super high scoring one. Um, Jay, as we didn't listen to anything, go ahead. Tell us, tell us some scores. Tell us some inning scores. Tell us some key performances. In the first 
um, those five runs by Coppin. Uh, great start. Mm -hmm. But in the third, those two runs by Coppin, but in five by Merrimack. And they'd also scored one and one in the first and the second, so actually they mm -hmm. tied it up 7-7 seven, seven at this point. And then Coppin State scored two in the fourth, mm -hmm. but Merrimack scored four in the fifth and Coppin mm -hmm. got only one. Then mm -hmm. Coppin got one again. Mm -hmm. And in the eighth, um... Coppin got one, and Merrimack got four. And at that point, I was like, oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me. It was like 15 to 12. I was like, they're going to get 12 runs, and they could lose this match. I'm like, that's brutal. Because they, they were winning 12 to 11 at this point as well, before they went into this. All right, what about that ninth inning? Well, um, Coppin State scored four runs, mm -hmm. and they won 16-15. Uh, they did, yeah. Um, three errors from Merrimack, uh, two from Coppin State. Uh, lots of hits. 19 hits uh, for Coppin, 13 for Merrimack. Not great for the pitcher stats, obviously. Um, any attendance things you want to tell us? Weather or anything like that? Um, um, it was, two, it was an under-three-hour game. Uh-huh, yeah. That shocked me when I just saw that, when I printed out. That was the one I was going to ask you if you even noticed. Like, how do you have that many hits and it still be under three hours? That's crazy. And it went the full nine because Merrimack had to uh, bat in the bottom of the ninth as well. Yeah. Um, The attendance was 160. It's a shame there wasn't more people. That was uh, it was a, definitely one for the fans to watch. Yeah, we were watching the back and forth um, a little bit at times. Um, any, uh, any noticeable um, performances from the bat? I can see a few people have multi-hit games. Ages um, hits, remember. I know. <laughs> you forgot last Sebastian week. got four. Sebastian did have four. He had six at bats, and he also Brian scored three times. Three. Uh huh. Sebastian had four RBIs. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. So each one is an RBI. And the one that I noticed as I was looking through the stats was as I was looking at um, Merrimack. Um, they had pitcher listed, and I was like, okay, so why for Liam does it say? Um, does it say DH? I was like, are they playing the DH rule for this one? And sorry, the other team had um, a DH as well. So they chose to pitch Liam and bat him as well. So in he's this game, it looks so like he's... Tony. <laughs> that was a reference I was going to make a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, Liam had two hits as well, two RBIs and six at-bats. And um, I think, what about the pitchers? Who started for this one? Liam. Oh, Liam did start for this one. Oof, rough outing though. You want to give us a stat line? Um, is the H hits give up? H is the hits. Alright, nine hits give up by Liam. Mm -hmm. Eleven earned runs and eleven runs. Yeah, so we mentioned there was errors. None of those on this time actually came during Liam's... Uh, That's 4.2 innings. So the 4.2 innings, eleven earned runs. Um, Nico Felber came in and closed it down a little bit, three innings. Now, I remember that we did what we were watching this one close, because I was like, oh, Nico's in. Like, he's not hardly given up any runs this year. And if I remember correctly, I think he got through the first inning without giving up any, second one without giving up any, and I was like, I don't think he normally one, pitches three innings. There was one unearned run. And then, uh, yeah, and in the end, it was three earned runs. So, uh, yeah, it was more than he'd given up for the whole season, but it was just one of those games where there was a lot of runs. And then uh, Rashad Ruff came in for the close, 1.1 uh, innings, uh, no earned runs, nobody on base, three, three strikeouts. Three strikeouts. Yeah, so he faced four batters, and I think I um, think it was four, and four three strikeouts. Bats, four BS, whatever Yeah, so that means he faced four batters, yep. And for Merrimack, uh, Hagen started off, uh, four innings, nine earned runs, and then Basari came in, 4.2 innings, and gave up five earned runs. And then Darden got the last out. Uh-huh. 
And I left in the stats, Jay, from the... I didn't put the whole stats in, but obviously the key in him was the ninth for Coppin. So mm -hmm. do you want to tell them how they got the win? I kind of... I'm glad I concluded this because I do remember we were watching it at this point because we were checking what was going on. Liam Homer to right field, mm -hmm. two RBIs. Yep. Anthony Dibitorio scored. Yep. Um, um, Sarabia Homer to center fielder uh -huh. with the... To center field with an RBI. So that tied it up. Josh Hankins scored on a wild pitch. Ouch! That's a bad way yeah, to finish a um, game, but wild pitch. Um, I, and I said, where? I said, where's Josh? Because we could see the tracker, and then we suddenly were like, what's going on? And it was kind of yeah, it was a little confusing. But yeah, Liam Homan, uh, Sebastian uh, Homan, uh, Josh went. I would have loved to see the celebrations from that. Like if you're in a game like that. Um, to score the other team to score 15 runs and lose, ouch, that's got to be painful. But so six. yeah, that's the first game between those two colleges, and it was uh, 16 to 15. Now I think it was just one game on the Saturday, and then it was two on the Sunday, and um, this was the one where yeah, this is the one where I could get nothing. I couldn't get live stats. If I remember correctly, on the second game of this, somebody actually was. Uh, I think Coppin State um, Twitter feed was actually live tweeting, so we I could kind of see. Rough's dead. Um, it was, um, I think it, I, I think it was Josh Hankins' dad who mentioned the fact that, um, um, yeah, I think he gave me an update on the score, so I'm not sure where he got that from. He might have been at the game for all I know, I don't know. Um, so I kind of saw little bits, but yeah, you can keep up on the date. And it's a shame, because this was a, a heck of a game. So tell us about game two from Saturday, uh, from Sunday then. Um, um, Coppin State went eight to zero. Yes, they did. They had did. the exact same hits. They six did. And six. Yeah, they both had six hits. No, no errors. errors. Yeah, no errors. Yeah, it's just the the run total was completely different. And also, Coppin State again. Marcus Herring, with... nine innings pitched, mm -hmm. six hits, no runs, and no earned runs. Uh huh. But yeah, this one we knew pretty quickly because um, Coppin State was six up after two. Uh -huh. And at that point, that wasn't much of going to be much of a comeback. Uh, two hours and thirty-three minutes. Obviously, a shorter game because there was obviously less hits in this one. Um, any noticeable batting? Um, Batting stats. Obviously, with six hits, it's not going to be quite as many. Angel batted. Uh huh. Yeah, Angel was playing second for this one. Yep. Sam was left field. Uh huh. Sam's been playing left field quite a bit. Liam yep. was right field. Ah, so Liam this time was actually he wasn't pitching in this one, obviously, but he was playing. Uh, he was playing right. And Marcus. for this one, so Jordan wasn't playing right. Jordan was playing DH then. So that gave him the chance not to play the field and just play the uh, just bat for this one because he'd um, be pitching in the next game. Yeah, Marcus Heron mm -hmm. um, had a nine-inning shutout. Complete game shutout, seven strikeouts, only two walks in that time. Now, when I was looking at those stats, kind of a lot of pitches though. Like normally, you stop at one hundred. He's a bit of a workhorse on this. One hundred eighteen pitches, right on the end. And look how many pitches that Merrimack had. 188. So, yeah, they had a lot more work to do. 188 pitches. And this is going. This is the first game of a doubleheader as well. So they went through three pitches. Uh, Broderick only went 1.2 innings, gave up six earned runs. Walked six as well. Budera went 4.1. Mm -hmm. he, he didn't give up any runs at all. No earned runs, walked so that was good. two. Uh-huh. Um, Logie... Um, gave up two runs, and they were both earned. In three innings. They were both earned. Yeah, yeah, that's not too bad. Now, after this one, um, at uh, NEC Baseball on Twitter, Pitcher of the Week, uh, Marcus Heron, not surprisingly, he said he recorded a complete game shutout victory from the mound over MC in the first game of Coppin State's doubleheader on, on Saturday. Oh, on Saturday. Oh, I must have got it wrong. On Saturday? I thought it was Sunday. I was sure it was Sunday. I thought the game on Friday got moved to Saturday. 
And then they had a double header on Sunday. I don't know. Perhaps I got it completely wrong then. I don't know. All right, what about game three in this series? Are we going to get those brooms out, JJ? Did we get a sweep? Yeah, four to three cup state. This was a close one, though. Two in the first, mm -hmm. one in the second. Now, it's nice State. to see Coppin State take the lead, though, because there's been a few games where they've given up three or four in the first inning, and it's been like kind of tough to get back in it, so it's nice to see them taking the lead. In the sixth, um, Merrimack got three, and in the tenth mm -hmm. inning, Coppin State got one run. Uh, yes, they did. Yeah, so we were tracking, tracking along with this one, and when they got three, it was like, ah, oh, no, don't come back. But yeah, this was um, it was difficult. I was following on Twitter because that was all I could do for this one. Um, batting performances, anyone of any note? I would Liam say, got yeah. three. Liam got three hits in four at bats. He had the most hits. He had a walk as well. So he was on base four times in five five at bats. That's an eight hundred on base percentage. He got one run. Yep. It depends, obviously, on who brings you around. But on the people after. He had one strikeout. All you can do is get on base. He struck out it. once. Uh, he struck out once, so that was the only time he didn't get on base then. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's any notable performances, really. Elliot in center field got two hits, uh, but that's probably about it. Let's see. Uh, Richard Ruff took the win. Um, Jordan Hamburg opened up the pitching. Um, any Rufino pitching stats? Timmy Rufino had one more out there, um, than Rashad. Uh, he did? Yeah. Well, he had 2.1 and Rashad had 2. Oh, well, a part of an inning. Okay. I don't know about... Oh, I see what you mean. Yes, he did have one more out. Yes, yes, yes. I was trying to look for outs in the column, forgetting the innings tells you how many outs you actually had. Um, and yeah, very economical. Um, not really putting anyone on base either. Jordan got seven strikeouts. Jordan did get seven strikeouts. Yeah. That's pretty good. And uh, yeah, Timmy only put one person on base and no earned runs. And Rashad did exactly the same. So yeah, they took the sweep. Um, that was three games. And uh, Healy actually didn't pitch too bad for Merrimack in that game. Eight innings, um, only gave up two earned runs and just one walk with six strikeouts. So he was putting in a pretty good uh, performance as well. And um, so we then move on to, I think this is Tuesday. So this was UMBC, which is pretty close to us, actually. That's not too far. And I think we saw on Facebook, this was, it was a year ago. You've asked me this like five times oh, yeah. in the last week. Can you remember now? Yes. Go on, University of Maryland, Baltimore campus. There you go. And it was like a year to the day that you actually went to see the Harlem Globetrotters. You actually had, I managed to get you a front row front row ticket and then uh, for us, and then I couldn't go because I was sick. So mommy took you. So yeah, you've been to UMBC. I had a, I had a Globetrotters basketball. Uh-huh. Did you figure out what happened to that? No. I don't know. We'll have to ask Mommy for that one. Mason and I have been to UMBC a couple of times because it's where the Ring of Honor shows used to be. Mm -hmm. So I can't remember which one it was, but there was one in the, like, the winter time, and we went a couple of times. It's good. It's a really good atmosphere in that. So um, We were watching this on the way to lacrosse because Mason had a lacrosse game, so I picked you up from school. And actually, we were watching the end of this um, while we were at Chili's. <laughs> Because we, we while we were waiting, we had the phone open and we had the app on. And actually, while we were driving, we had the app open so we could see what was going on as well. So, go ahead. Tell us about UMBC. This one's actually at Coppin State. Okay. Um, it, there were 75 people. It was. Slow, so, it's not always 100 or 125. It's midweek, though. So, it's, it's difficult to get It's 249. So, under three hours again. That's good. Uh... Hold up. Anything about the school? It was low 60s and mostly sunny. Uh-huh. Um, it was 65 UMBC. What was 6? Oh, 6 to 5 UMBC. It was. And um, it was kind of a shame because Coppin State were leading. It was 5 to 3. <laughs> and then they had 2 in the 6. Uh, sorry, 2 in it the 7. It was 3 to 2. And 1 in the 8. 
So, no, they have five. It was three, two. One plus one plus three is five. And then... And so then it was, was five, five, three after three, the six. And then in the seventh, they go... Well, after the seventh, six. it was five to five. But, six. yeah, the NBC came back. Um, pitching, any batting performances that you noticed there? Who's Ian Diaz? Uh, where are you looking? The top. Right Ian. fielder. Ian. Ian. <laughs> Not Ian. Yeah. <laughs> That's the UMBC leadoff batter. Okay. You see the picture. We see where it says UMBC, right? And yeah. you see how the CSU with the eagle. Yes. <laughs> That's the copy. It's the other way round because it depends who's at home. The team on the left is always the away team, and the team on the team on the right is always the home team. Okay. So, did you think Coppin State had a new leadoff batter? I thought they had a home. And you lineup. thought that Liam McCall Liam Liam McCall is oh, actually Liam? batting leadoff on this game. He's off. He's right fielder. Yeah, so he, he had one right hit, field again. So um, Jordan could play. Um, he got DH. walked twice. He, yep. And he had one hit. He did. No so in three, in the. Hold on, how many at bats would that have been then? What, so three. Five at bats. Three. Five. He went to the plate. Sorry, he went to the plate five times. So um, he's at bats get, three. If you get walked, it doesn't count as a plate appearance. Okay. So, but he went. Sorry, it doesn't count as an at bat. But he went to the plate five times and he got on base three times again. So that's 600. It was 800 for the other one. So, yeah, Liam's. We did talk about it, right? We did mention that his batting was good and we wondered whether he'd be playing. Now he's up to leadoff batter. If you can get on base like that, that's what you want. Because then when you've got Jordan coming in at three, if you can get somebody on base, if he can get a home run, you got bonus runs from it. So. What's a PR? What's a PR? Pinch runner. Okay. We we watching that because uh, it was Bruce, Bruce Hilton. Because we were talking about that, like, he's probably the fastest player person. Because yeah. he pinched around for Sebastian at one point. I think that was probably when the game. That was probably the ninth inning. I think that was the ninth inning. And because you were talking about, you'd want to train somebody to find out who's the fastest. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure coach has already done that. Yeah. I'm sure <laughs> the people who were on the bench, Bruce was probably the fastest. Uh, so you put him in. Actually, Brett Curran also pinched around as well. So I think there was a second pinch runner. Now, I don't think we have it necessarily from the stats, but do you kind of remember how this one finished? Yeah, but, um, pure. Yeah. No, I don't. Now, if I remember correctly, it was, um, oh, there was a runner on first, there was, um, no, a runner um, on second. Bryce went in, um, he stole second on a uh -huh. wrong pitch, and then he got caught stealing at third. No, I thought he got to third, but he was out caught stealing home. Because it should have been runners oh, yeah, on yeah. first and third. Yeah. Uh, it should have been runs on first and third with one out, and instead yeah. it was two runner outs. on two outs with just a runner at first. Yeah, because we were like, no. And then I remember somebody um, they were at third. They decided just to go home. Uh huh. Um, but they got out. They and did. Last out. I can't remember who the first. It was either was. Liam or Brett. I want to say it was Brett, but I'm not sure. I, I'm I'm really not sure. I can't remember. I don't have. I that want render. to see Liam bat. We've missed him every time batting. I don't think we've seen him batting yet. No, nope, I don't think we've seen him batting. I think on that game he might have been batting, but we got there too late to see it. And in the second game, I don't think he was batting. So yeah, no, I want to see Liam batting as well. Uh, pitchers for the game: uh, Compensate Tyler Nickel started this one. Uh, four innings, two earned runs. Uh, Clay Thompson came in for two. Uh, Two innings Clay with Thompson. two earned runs. And uh, Nico Felber came in, three innings, and no earned runs. There was one run, but it was unearned. And actually, I think I remember, Jay, I think the winning run, if I remember correctly for this, I think it was a wild pitch. We talked about the other game, oh, Coppin yeah. State won on a wild pitch. I think as we were watching this, because we were like, lost no! I think they lost a, they lost a one-run game. Coppin State games are fun, exciting to watch, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even when we're not physically watching it, and we're just watching that little graphic. Mm -hmm. um, it's close games, for sure. Now, I thought you might like to see some early season there, stats. When we're there, 
they either lose really bad or they win really good. I you never know. You never and then know. As soon as we, we have some close as ones. soon as we watch it on the phone, it's always like a one run game. Uh anyway, except for the one was eight zero, but yeah, sometimes. Yes. Sometimes we had a couple back to back that certainly were. Okay, so there's the batting statistics organized by average. Anything that stands out there to you? Uh what is Sacred Heart? <laughs> That's not what we're looking at right now. Really? I was pointing right at the okay. top so you can see. You're jumping ahead. I was looking down there at the bottom. But um, Liam McCullen at a 391 average. Yeah, I want to see him. 1,003 OPS. Yep, yep. So um, not many at bats, obviously. So he's only had 23 hits. at bats so far. Nine hits. And nine hits, yeah. Slugging. And I, unfortunately, it doesn't list um, bases on balls on this one. I think I cropped it a little bit because um, it doesn't have on base percentage either. But I wanted you to be able to read it. Um, Jordan he... has a good um slugging. He has oh. six twenty nine. Well, that's because he's the home run hitter. So yeah, his OPS is higher than Liam's as well. I don't know if you noticed mm. that. Uh, one point oh nine seven. So he's obviously had more at bats as well. Seventy at bats, twenty one hits. Um, but look at the, I would say, four home runs now, three triples, five. So that's why his um, slugging's higher, uh, because he's getting, um, I would say, he's getting um, far more bases out of it. Uh, Any other noticeable ones you want to mention? Anybody else? Uh, no. That's good. All right, so uh, Brody yeah, Black, I noticed, was Brody third and in Mike are only two um, OPS apart. Oh, they are? 80. 882. Oh, and 884. Yeah. So obviously Brody Black didn't play last year, so he's one. Well, actually Liam didn't play last year either for Coffin. So two of the um, two of the top three are actually new players for this one. Uh, Mike Dawson's average has definitely been increasing because I know it wasn't as high as that when I I looked a few games ago, and I know he I know it wasn't top five at that point. And Corey Mile is in there at fifth as well for average 271. And really, I'd like to see what is. Um, Corey Myler last year was Mr. OBP. Like, he was yeah. on base was really high. Sebastian but... and Brian have the exact same average. Oh, they 253. do. 253. 253, yep. yep. So, that's the early figures. Um, pitching, obviously, with a good game this week. That's obviously going to help Marcus. Uh, Marcus Hunt has 636. Uh -huh. Nico has a 276. Nico has the lowest ERA, for sure. And that would have that's gone up, because he had the, he gave up three runs in that game last week. He had 16 week. Remember when we pitch. looked the previous... Actually, we looked the previous week, because his average was like 1.76. Uh, Marcos actually now has the most uh, innings pitched as well. I actually organized it by innings pitched. So 26. 20... That's not a 29. <laughs> 29. Um, yeah, and then you can look at other ones. Um, other ones that stood out for me was uh, Richard Ruff as well, because he has two wins now. Rashad's actually tied for wins. Uh, Marcus has two and W. <laughs> oh my gosh! And Rashad has two wins as well. But he obviously comes in as a relief pitcher. So um, yeah, and uh, strikeouts on that list as well. Uh, Rashad Jordan's is... leading on strikeouts. Rashad's two point That's good. Yeah, two and two and yeah. zero. What is was CG? Complete games. Yeah, you're not going to see Marcus many of those. has one. Of course, that'll be it. That's and nobody it. else has one. Of course not. It's really rare to play to pitch What's a What's an SV? Save. Nobody. Everyone nobody's has zero. Had a, nobody's had a save yet. Which actually, that's surprising. Because that game when they were... Shouldn't they have had a save in the, that game when they were up by one? That's kind of weird. Oh, I don't think I took everyone's figures. 
So I don't know if you can tell. Can you see on, uh, perhaps it didn't come out on your printer, but on mine, some of them are in a slightly different colour. If they're in a slightly different colour, it means that they haven't pitched um, as a th like a th in every... I can't remember what the rules are. There's a certain number of rules to qualify for a... To, so obviously the top few are your starting pitches. So perhaps I didn't include... Actually, no, I did include everyone on there. Yeah, that should have been a save. If you were winning 16 to 15, and then you gave up no runs... What's oh, SHL? I know why it wasn't a save. He took the win instead. What's SHL? Shutouts. Okay. I think. Marcus is the only one with one. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, shutout. He didn't give up any runs. Yeah. Yeah, so that was why there was no saves. Um, Whip? Yeah, Rashad took the win instead. What's that? Whip. Whip. Ah. Walks and hits per inning pitched. So right now, the lowest one is Nico Felber, 1.04. So every inning, basically, he gives up one person will kind of get on base from either a walk or a hit. So the lower that number it is, the better. Normally, it's between. Normally it's around one, and you don't really want it to go to two. Um, but there are some twos on here, unfortunately, right now. Mm -hmm. But it's still uh, still early in the season. So. I'm going to try and find which one has the biggest one. No, we're not, no, 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 no. All right, you asked me about what that was at the bottom. I figured, seeing as we're in that division now, we should actually give a little update to how NEC standings are. So Sacred Heart is one of the teams... Who are in the NEC. Second. So, you want to give us some uh, updated stats? How are the standings after two weeks? 8-0 Central Connecticut, 7-1 Sacred Heart, 6-1 uh -huh. Wagner. So Wagner's obviously pretty good then. Um, they obviously didn't just beat Coppin State. They've obviously beaten other teams. They're on a three-game win streak. Um, they're doing really well away from... Look at how many games they've played away from home so far as well. They're 8-4 and four on the road, and they're only 2-2 two and two at home. So they've only played four games at home, and they played 12 on the road, and they're still getting lots of wins. But yeah, Central Connecticut, you can't argue with that. What's they've won F nine in a row so far. FDU and Coppin State are tied with... Three to three. FDU is the team that Coppin State will be playing this weekend. I believe this episode's coming out tomorrow. We already know that today's game, we're recording on Friday, was cancelled. Um, tomorrow there's supposed to be rain as well. Um, and actually, you have practice tomorrow, so we couldn't get to the Saturday game anyway. There's a double header on Sunday. Um, I said it'd be nice if we could go. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to go. but we'll, we'll try. LIU 4-4. Four, four. Um, Merrimack 2-4. I'm not sure. I think that's Long Island University. FD is something like Fairfield Dixon University, something like that. I, I don't. But yeah. notice the teams at the bottom, JJ. Like so, Coppin State's three and three right now, so they're kind of in the middle of the table, right? One, two, three, fifth. Fifth out of about eleven. But look at the other teams that came up from the MIAC last year. They're struggling. Maryland Eastern Shore, Norfolk State, Delaware State. You want to give a little update on them? Um, can I give an update on Stonehill? On Stone, not if you're being mean, no. No, okay. But since we know Maryland, but, Eastern Shore, Norfolk, and Delaware, I thought you could oh, give us some. Oh, they're bottom. Help. They're um two six, one four, and one six. Yeah, so the Maryland, Eastern Shore's obviously playing more games in the NEC. What's NBC. PCT? Uh, percentage. So that's why the top one's a thousand because they've won every single game, and that's why Coppin's five hundred because they won three and Wait, they lost three. Hold up, Dad. Um, FDU, Coppin State, and LIU are both five hundred because they're. Even. Yeah, because they're both three and three at this point. Yep. You can also see the stats overall for the all the games. So FDU, I'm not sure if they're ahead because they have an overall winning percentage of 553, whereas Coppin's current win streak uh, win percentage is 300. So I'm not sure about that. But um, yeah, certainly Coppin State's played more on the PCT. road as well. They played 12 on the road and just eight at home PCT. so far. PCT percentage. You just asked me that. Oh. That's the. <laughs> That's their overall percentage for this one. Now, as we're getting closer to the... Oh, don't you have any more sheets? No. 
Where did the other ones go then? They, that printer was not working very well at all. There was one more sheet. Oh, there it is. Okay, you didn't have it. Um, I thought you might want to talk about Orioles baseball yeah. and Red Sox baseball. Mm. I noticed that there was 20... This was as of last weekend. We Red were going to try and record early, but like I said, there was no statistics. So we had to wait until they finally posted them, and then when we, wait till we could record. So when I looked at this last weekend, they played 20 games in the preseason. So you want to talk us through how the Orioles are doing? Um, win, win, loss. Um, um, I can tell you they'd won 10. They, they was a, actually, there's a tie in there. I think it was 10 to 10. Actually, it tells you at the bottom here. So, yeah, they were 10 wins and 10 losses for their 20 games. Any uh, noticeable stats in there that you see? Anything you want to... you want to talk about some of the teams they're playing, perhaps? I'm surprised you don't want to talk about them beating Boston, to be honest. I can see They lost. One. No, they didn't. They oh, they also won. won six. Oh, was there two games against Boston? Yeah. I only see one. There's oh, one. I missed the one at, right at the end. Alright, so There's they both two. won one then. Yeah. I was looking at the one in the middle. Thank I didn't see that one. Um they won ten five against Minnesota. They You're not reading all twenty games out. You're not reading all twenty games out. Right. I'm just reading You're the done. wins. You're done. Alright, no, you're not reading those out. Um no. the Red Sox, um Red Sox, wow Jackson. I'm gonna to read you how they started. They went one and oh, two oh, three oh, four oh, five oh, six oh, seven oh, eight oh, nine oh, and I was like, woohoo! And then nine one, nine two, nine three. Um and then it says nine two again, that's impossible. Oh, because it was a tie. Uh, nine four, nine five. <laughs> 10-5, 11 11-7, and then 5. And then went back to 10-7? That doesn't even make sense. That should be 11-8. Somebody can't add up. So they went 9-0 and 0 to begin with, and then basically finished 500. So I don't know how good the Red Sox are going to be. I think we'll have to see. Uh, now, you wanted to, to you mentioned the fact that we, when we talked about Liam, you're like, he's like Shohei because he pitches and he bats. And you mentioned the fact that his scoring was really good as well. He's batting 391. It was a World Baseball Classic final this week, and actually Shohei was MVP. Um, I think he's finally already was like 1.8. The stat that I did see, I saw two. One was the hardest thrown pitch was Shohei Itani, and the hardest hit ball was Shohei Itani. And the other stat that I saw, 97% of Japanese televisions were watching that game. Like, that's some crazy statistic. All right, do you want to tell us about the final? Um... Yeah, it, was a pretty, it was a pretty exciting game. We didn't watch it, but... Can I say the Shohei Otani ERA? You can uh, tell us. Yeah, that was his final ERA. Yep. So tell us about the game for people who didn't get to see it. Um, USA lost 2-3 to three mm -hmm. against Japan. You can give us some scores as they were going through. Like was it The all... second inning, 2 by Japan, 1 by USA. In the 4th, mm -hmm. 1 by Japan. Uh -huh. In the 8th, 1 by USA. Okay, so yeah, it was a pretty close game. Um, they've already announced that it's going to return in 2026. So Where? Unlike, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they announced that yet. Um, but it basically, I'd be surprised if it's America because the, well, they also have the, the Soccer World Cup then in 2026, although it'd be a different time of year, I guess. Um, so yeah, it's going to be every three years. I assumed it was every four years, but I guess that's not three? how it works. Three is a kind of weird number, right? Like, it's normally like every year, every four. two years, or every four years. I don't know any... If anyone can tell me of an event that happens every three years, I can't think of a single one. I can't think of any other sporting events that do that. So, yeah. So, yeah, next week's games, um, we're going to try and get there for Sunday. Can't promise. Uh, we'll have to see how it goes. Um, your practice might end up getting cancelled because of weather. Like, right now, it's pouring it down with rain. Mason's... Um, uh, practice for lacrosse got cancelled, and that's obviously why the game got cancelled today as well. But yeah, all right, play your music, JJ. Mm -hmm.